everybody. This is Calvin Buchanan. And this is Cornell Beer with Underrepresented, the podcast about design and culture. And man, we back in this joint. We back in this thing. What you been listening to? Oh, yeah, let's lately? do that. Yeah. Um, so I've been back on old playlist. Yeah. So I've been playing um, my custom rock band playlist. So I, me and my daughter yeah. grew up playing a lot of, she grew up playing rock band with me. Yeah. So back on my alternative rock as she's moved back home yeah. to Twin Cities, living in Uptown. So I've been listening to a lot of Foo Fighters and recognition of my daughter and our time playing rock band growing up too. So yeah, that's what I've been on. How about you? Um, as for myself, uh, Rod Wave was in town last night. So oh, I okay. To, like some of him, some of his music today. But over the last two weeks, um, obviously the Drake and Kanye feud kind of <laughs> right. sparked my interest into like listening to Donda. Okay. And then also diving more into Certified Lover Boy. And I feel like with every day that goes by Certified Lover Boy, the album, I feel like I find something new on there that I didn't notice before. Okay. I, when the first day it came out, somebody talked about like, oh, Drake is really in his rap bag. And I was like, mm, he's not in his rap bag like, like that, you know? And then okay. I was listening to 7 a.m. on Brittle Path uh, like a few nights ago. And I was like, yo, like, <laughs> Drake is, he, he's on to something again, you okay. know? Like, I've always enjoyed Drake's uh, musician in his music. But I feel like, yeah, he's most definitely like back in the rap bag for okay. this album. So. I'm going to check this out now because I've been, I've been holding off with all the hype. For both of these, but now I'm gonna dive into this Drake now. Yeah, hey, pour you some whiskey tonight, you know, <laughs> light you a cigar or whatever, and you know, set the vibe and just play that CLB. All right, that's the right. So it's uh, 2021, the year's coming to a close here soon. Um, how you been? I've been good. I know we took the summer off, but yeah, I've been good. How's that summer been treating you? Uh, it was great. Um, my whole thing this year was uh, travel, um, just on the fly, no baggage. I'm just like, I want to go somewhere. I'm just hitting yeah. the road, jumping on a plane. So I was packing no bags. I was just out of here. Yeah. Um, that was my summer. Where's like the top three places that you got to go to this summer? Um, so my number one spot was um, my wife and I just got in a car on yeah. a Friday. I was like, we're going to just drive west. All right. So we made it to Wyoming. All right. Um, we were trying to get to Yellowstone, but that didn't happen. We got caught in a storm. Yeah. So I ran. I turned around, started running away from the storm. Yeah, <laughs> we uh, got to Wyoming. And that was just dope, kind of see America, like yeah, that you see on National Geographic, seeing bison, all that kind of good stuff. Uh, we started yeah. seeing a bunch of Native American history type of stuff too. So that was uh, that was my top place, kind of the summer yeah. just traveling. So yeah, that's raw. Uh, I've never been to Wyoming. At my summer, I spent just a lot of time um, figuring out ways to stay active. Okay, um, get outside. Uh, bought a bike, uh, and that's been going well. And yeah, and I guess now it's drawn to a close. The they were in the, like the last few days of like, warm weather here in Minnesota. It's wrapping up. It's a nice one today though, but yeah, it's wrapping up. Yeah, um, yeah. And so with summer coming to a close, that mean that that means that school is starting up for the most people. Most people right now. Yes. Um, at all ages, I guess. How are you feeling? How are you feeling about school? I'm you got good. Two kids, right? Yeah, my, my daughter finished up school, Cleveland Institute of Art. She's a graduate from there now, so she's done. But my son going to 11th grade, junior in high school. Um, he's also trying to follow in the family design kind of creative kind of space, looking into illustration programs, animation stuff as he kind of gets ready for his college kind of tour. Yeah. Um, I'm pumping HBCUs for him. Let's see if he can yeah, get is on he this. Even it, he's he's open to it. Yeah, Let's see about getting him to. 
Hampton or Howard or something like that. Get them out on the East Coast around a bunch of creative black people. See how that goes. Yeah. But yeah, it's, we're we're geared up for school. He's on his grind too. So. Yeah, and I guess that leads into like the um, the topic today. Um, with collegiate students, you know, entering back in college, or I guess whatever, um, eight or then high school or college, right? As you're entering into this year, it's like, what are the things you should be focusing on, right? Like, you know, what do we want from education? What is our education even for? Yes. And so, what I wanted to more so talk about today is when you're attending college, and in our case, like a design school, whether you're a freshman or you're a senior, how can you map out your your semesters and your school years to get the most out of that. I like it. And so I guess from my case, well, I'm not in school anymore, but thinking of going back to my freshman year and going into design school, I had no idea what I was even doing, what kind of design I wanted to get into, right. blah, blah, blah. It's a great place to be in if you understand that right away and thinking about if I don't know what I want to do, can I put things on my calendar to learn more about what I wanted to do. Right. If I wanted to, you know, pick up like a fashion design internship that fall or that spring or that summer coming up, I can do that and not have any repercussions or be, you know, on the back burner now because I decided to take a fashion design internship. Right. Because I still have three more years of school left. Yep. But as for seniors, as you're entering into your senior year, it's a little different where after that year is done, you're entering into the workforce, right? whether that's into a freelance design position or that's working in an ad agency or in a design role somewhere else. Yeah. And I really wanted to challenge those seniors to think about that. Um, and how do you backwards plan to where you want to be? I like it. Let's dig into it. Then. Yeah, for sure. Um, and so I like to start that conversation with how I guess how I went about it when I was in my senior year. Okay. There's this company in Minnesota that's called Latitude, and I came across them in my junior year in college, and I was, like, obsessed. Like, okay. <laughs> I was like, yo, this company is, like, a, a brilliant, you know? Yep. And I guess it's me being, like, a sneakerhead, and them working with, like, Adidas right. and Reebok and yep. Puma and things like that, and seeing some of, like, their installations, I was like, I got to work here somehow, you know? Okay. And so, instantly, I, you know, hopped on LinkedIn and tried to find connections that, you know, work there and talked to, like, my network from, like, previous internships. Like, yo, do you know anybody there? Blah, blah, blah. Um, and I was able to get a connection with the creative director there. Okay. And this was, like, entering into my senior year. Okay. This is like, I think, like, um, two or three weeks before school even started. Okay. And um, so, entering into that, and... I got a connection there, and before school started... So you had a LinkedIn connection? It was like one of those... Someone was like two or three people away from you and the creative director type of deal? Yeah, well, actually, this person, was... I want to say from my... I'm trying to remember how I ended up getting connected with them. It was through like a previous creative director from like a previous internship or another colleague um, that just bridged the gap for me because like I... I was going heavy on, like, I'm interested in working here, you know? Okay. <laughs> and they had these things I like, call, like, coffee meetups. Actually, that's what it was. So, they every Wednesday, they had these coffee meetups at the agency. At Latitude? They just at Latitude. open their doors up? And yeah, every Wednesday in. morning for, like, an hour. You can come in and just hang out and drink coffee. And so, I did that. I was working down the street at the time at Broadhead um, as an intern. Okay. That's just dope, I think, from their perspective. Like, yeah. 
getting new talent into the door, meeting new people yeah. on their side. Yeah, that seems super smart. I need to start doing something like that at my job. Yeah. <laughs> Open the doors up and have people come in. Yeah. No, like it was dope. Them. And yeah. like, you, I met people there that work there. Right. That are still, you know, connections and friends to this day. Right. But also met random people that were also there having coffee. Right. That I'm still connected with to this very day. Yeah. Um, and it was just dope. So I went there and ironically, the woman that worked in HR there was my old HR director for my internship when I was in my sophomore year. Okay. <laughs> and I saw her from afar. She's like, oh, Cornell, you know, I was like, oh, yo, what's up? You know, how you been, blah, blah, blah. And we talked or whatever. Right. And she's the one that actually ended up setting me up with the, just like a meet and greet with like the CD there. Okay. And a few ADs there. Um, fast forward like another week later, came in with like my portfolio. Well, hold up. Before you fast forward, like, I just want to make sure that people are catching the importance of like networking, yeah. meeting people, knowing people, reaching out, connecting with people, because that's, that is so much of, I feel like, most design kind of uh, positions opening up and stuff like that. Yeah. I know that, again, here in the Twin Cities, the design community is super tight-knit. Um, everybody kind of knows something. So when a role co- opens up, if you know those people, they're going to have you in front of mind. If you're knowing somebody, connected with someone, like you said, um, knowing the creative director over here, knowing the HR person over here, like these design communities are super small and yeah. super tight-knit. So when a position opens up, the more people you know, kind of the more people radar you on, the more likely it is that your name pops up in those conversations when something yeah. opens up too. So no, yeah. that's that's key in this whole entire conversation, right? Because um, at school you're going to do the work regardless because you have to, you know, pass your classes, <laughs> right? And so as long as you're doing the work, that's good. But outside of school, I think it's where it's going to make that big difference for where you can end up or what job you want to end up, you know, working in. Yeah. Um. So yeah, in my case, you know, I connected with them and she set me up with their CD and a few art directors came in and showed my portfolio and just. I felt, you know, the vibe was right. And I want to say they offered me an internship that fall semester. Okay. And I, unfortunately, at the time, I couldn't take it. I was, I was having, my son was being born, like, a, a month and a half later. Mm, okay. I had, like, seven classes my fall semester. Okay. And so I couldn't take on an internship because my workload was just too intense. And I think also, like, payment at the time, the pay for interns was something that was a lot less than what I was used to for because I was personal training at the time, so I was getting paid okay. decently. And so, like, it just didn't work out, but it was great that, you know, I saw that trajectory. And so I was thinking, like, next spring, when I have one class in my schedule, I should be able to take an internship here. Right. Um, which didn't work out because January came, and I reached back out, and they're like, oh, you know, we have everything available. Right. Um, I, let me stop you again because I, like, I think that's another valuable lesson, too. Like, right, of, like, knowing when to say no to some stuff, right? Because yeah. you could have accepted some stuff and kept, and you could have just drowned with school and with internship and with your family stuff happening. Yeah. And you would have just had yourself in a bad position, but knowing when to say, this is a great opportunity, but it's not right for me right now. I think that's yeah. huge. I think people kind of get themselves caught up in stuff when something just looks too good to be true and you kind of just latch on because that was the dream. Um, but there's times when, like I said, if this ain't going to work out financially for me, like this, maybe this isn't the dream and you don't want a dream to turn into a nightmare for you because it's not what you expected or hoped for. So, yeah. yeah. And I think that's such a, I think it's common amongst like the professional scene sometimes is burnout that like if you're not burning out you're not working right (laughs) Uh, but i feel like in today's day and age there's something about balance and creating better work from balance um i know it's like the times in my life where i'm creating the best things is when i'm not too stressed about you know 60 hour work weeks or you know too many deadlines in school or whatever it is and so yeah going back to you know pass that up or whatever but as my final semester came along for my senior year, I got heavy on networking 
um, figuring out, you know, what other agencies do I want to work at since this latitude thing is probably not going to work out. Mm-hmm. And ended up connecting with Sam Sulik, which is my previous creative director for my last job that I recently left. Okay. And that was like January of my senior year. And um, how'd y'all connect? How'd you connect with Sam? Uh, I knew him from a previous internship um, years ago. Okay. But reached out to him just via LinkedIn and said like, yo, Sam, I just wanted to you know, follow up. I haven't seen you in a few years. Haven't talked in a while. But I'm entering in my last you know, semester of college and I'm pursuing design camp, or not design camp, but design, um, portfolio one-on-one. And I wanted to see if you can look through my portfolio to give me some you know, feedback so I can you know, enhance my portfolio for, you know, portfolio one-on-one. Right. And I would say 99.9% of the time reaching out to anybody that's in the professional industry as a designer and asking them for your time to look at your, your work, they will hands down say like, yeah, look at your work and they'll either give you feedback via email or hopefully meet up with you for coffee and actually go through that stuff. Right. Fortunately for me, he invited me to the agency. I came out with my portfolio and he looked at everything and he wasn't reserved with this commentary. He gave me all his feedback. Like, okay. I would change this, this, and this. I would think more about this, how you're treating this things here, blah, blah, blah. And the entire time I'm sitting there writing down notes and everything. Right. And then went back. You know, he's like, you know, when you make those things, whatever, like, let me know. I would love to see, you know, those changes. Mm-hmm. And so a month and a half passes. I make all those changes. I'm still going through, like, my schoolwork at the time. Right. And reached back out to him and made a few changes and... It's like, yo, you know, from our conversation, I did this, this, and this. And he was like, oh, Cornelius is like, this is amazing, blah, blah, blah. And that was great. Ended up going to Portfolio 101, ended up winning the scholarship. Dope, and like, dope. I'm not sure if there's like places, but, you know, my scholarship was like the highest dollar amount. Right. And so afterwards, I had sent him a, an email again and a thank you card saying like, you know, I also wanted to say I won this scholarship. And I think it wouldn't have happened if I would never have met with you about portfolio one-on-one and like critiquing my work right you know months in advance so i had the time to actually go through and change those things so just wanted to say thank you right and he replied back with like are you interested in working anywhere right now <laughs> like would you want to come by and like talk with us or whatever so came by and we talked you know with him his creative director and a few others and i don't know within two weeks of me graduating from college they offered me a full-time role as a designer that's dope and that's only that's simply because like thinking about where do I want to be after I graduate, right? And having that foresight in the beginning to think like what can I be doing right now to set myself up for that time, yeah. And yeah, and it really paid off. And so that's why I wanted to have this conversation today. Um, as you're entering into that senior year or whatever year, just think about what do you want to do after that year is over, right? And what can you do right now in the meantime to prepare yourself for that opportunity yeah. or to create that opportunity? That's dope. I feel like. Um, like you said, you took that thing and a, a lot of stuff, like a, a lot of things along the way, right? So you had like the networking, like super hard. That's like a that's really get that thing through. Again, knowing your own kind of value too. Like you said, yeah. that the position wasn't paying what you were hoping to be paid. I think a lot of people kind of get caught up in that too of just taking anything, especially like yeah, right at school part. or right after an internship. Like you got to know your value. Like every like I said, everything ain't meant to be. And if it was meant to be, it'd been the right kind of pay for you then too. So yeah, yeah so that wasn't it. Um, again. Like receiving criticism and critique for stuff too i know like it's a thing especially in school um because like i said we have some rough critiques in school people crying and stuff like that <laughs> yeah um and that's i think they i don't know i feel like the professors are trying to do that in our school like they're trying yeah. to get people on to break down but that's a whole yeah. other thing but um i think that's a, a that's a real big thing like you got to kind of 
you want to be invested in the work, but you got to divorce yourself, your feelings from the work, though, right? Because it's a thing that has to meet a goal. And if it's not meeting that goal, then people are going to give you feedback on how to make that thing better. And you got to be open and ready to receive that feedback. Like you said, you yeah. got the feedback, tweaked some stuff, made some updates, and then got a huge scholarship based on that stuff. Like if you yeah. would have been stubborn about it, like, nah, this is good, this is perfect. Then who knows how that goes and how that plays out then too. So yeah. I think you got to be open to the feedback too. So yeah, and I want to say something. Uh, add to what you said about knowing your value, because I want to say anybody that is graduating from uh, college with a design degree can get an internship because internships can be anywhere. Yes. Um, and throughout my journey and my, I mean, my entire collegiate career, I was offered internships at places. That's not, I just you know I don't want to be there because that's going to change my trajectory. Yeah. Because once you have that you know that scent on you from this place here, like it's hard <laughs> to get rid of that scent. Right. You know. And so I you know it's not that hard. You just uh, don't, leave, don't put yeah, it on your resume. Your resume. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so yeah, I had a lot of that in my senior year too, where there were, you know companies reaching out like, hey, you know, do you want to intern here? Do you want a job here? And it's like I'm holding out for something better right now. Right. I know where my value is. It's not here. Just like it's not there right now. Right. Um, and then also, you know, some things may be too much for for you. Like if I was in my senior year and Wyden Kennedy reached out, I was like, "Yo, like, would you want to come out to New York and interview?" Yes, here? I will be there. I probably would want to, <laughs> but as far as like at the time, I think maybe like mentally, I probably wasn't open for that opportunity right. because of some other things. So like knowing like where you want to be and really fixating on that. Um, and then also, I guess, to play devil's advocate to that same statement, if you don't know where you want to be and you're not sure how you're feeling and you do get those opportunities, I would say take those opportunities because it may shut a door for you that, you know, maybe you try that thing and like, you know what, this isn't for me, yep. but I tried this and now I know. Yep. And you don't know until you do. Right. My thing, too, is like, I know we're talking about value and on your value. I did not know my value in school, right? Yeah. Um. I just know I know that going to MCAG got my name, got me into a lot of doors I probably shouldn't have been in. So, yeah. um, so I like I said, like you, I got a bunch of internships and people call me about a thing. Um, nope, uh, they weren't paying. Some internships didn't pay, yeah. but I was like, I want some design experience. I would be. I had a host of internships that were yeah. not great, and I did not know my value, but I was just signing up for anything because I wanted to be in a design field. So, um, it's important to know your value. Like I said, I had I was doing so much work for no pay. So little pay, um, being paid with promotional items, yeah. um, just anything. But again, like you just want to be kind of involved in the thing. And again, I didn't know my value. Like I said, it's it's good to say now, yeah. As a creative director at a place now, and you kind of know how to position yourself. But right out of school, it's hard to know what your value is, and it's hard to say no to some stuff. Yeah. I, like I said, I, I wasn't saying no to stuff. I was yeah. like yes to everything. Yeah. And I had a bunch of internships, and my girlfriend at the time, my wife now, and. I was not getting paid for stuff. Um, it was not great. We had just had a baby. Yeah. And I was like working for free. Yeah. Or for a few dollars here and there. And it was <laughs> it was not great. But, yeah. but you want to be involved in this environment. Like I said, and I wish yeah. I would have been like you. Like, yeah. like this ain't going to work for me right now. Like, I need to be making some money. I need to be kind of yeah. seeing the trajectory where I'm on my career. Like, And I was just signing up for any and everything, too. So, it's, yeah. again, I, I know it's easy to say, but I want to just stress to people like, Trying to put that yourself in that position to like where you want to take yourself in your career, even early in your career, and even like I said, knowing like what you are worth and kind of making sure yeah. you put a value on yourself in the work that you are doing because they're not doing you a favor by hiring you. They want you there, so make sure that you're getting paid and you feel valued at those places too. So yeah, and I guess to continue on with that, your situation was different where there were chances that you couldn't take. 
because you needed to, you know, provide, you know. Oh, I was doing free internships. I was not provided. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, so like in my case, um, I should have been provided. Yes. I had, you know, I was having a, a baby my senior year too, where right. we just had a, um, my son, and. I couldn't not get paid. I needed to do something. Right. Which is like great that I was offered a full-time job prior to graduation. And it just made that transition a lot smoother. Um, but I also understand that not everybody has that opportunity, right. by the way. Yeah. So you've got to do what you got to do. Yes. But speaking to those that are at a place to take chances, you know, whether that you're in your freshman year and you want to take those chances and free internships to do, you know, Design for the pizza company that's on the on the corner, and you're making brochures and menus and social ads, like, and they can't pay you more than free pizza. Right. Do that shit and go crazy. Right. You know? Yeah. Try they, some shit. You know. Yeah, do something that you know you couldn't do through schooling. Um, and then same thing as you're a senior and you're going into that year, and your goal is to get out to Widen Kennedy. Make that the goal, and if you like work in your in your city is not similar to that, and like you don't have opportunities. I make that like make it up, yep. you know, make it up, make your own brand, make your own client, make your own anything and just do that. Even if you're a graduated senior and you don't have that, that job just yet, keep making the work you want to be doing yep. and keep sharing it with the world. And it's, it's going to fall on somebody's computer screen someday and they're going to see like, yo, you know, Jane Doe and, you know, Minneapolis is doing this thing. Maybe we can get her out here to do whatever, you know? Yeah, that's so. real. Yeah, do the work that you want to be doing. Like you said, it's going, someone's going to see that. Yeah. It might not be right now. It might not be tomorrow. But someone's going to see that work, and it's going to get you into the door you need to be into. So You should yeah. look at my portfolio from my junior year and my portfolio from my senior year. Literally, there was not one project from my junior year in my portfolio as a senior because my entire portfolio was, like, trying to be at this place where, mm. like, I was trying to work. So, like, the, some of the cool things I did from, you know, I guess infographics or brand projects or logos or iconography mm-hmm. that I really enjoyed a lot, I just didn't let it touch the portfolio that I went to mm. show people. Right. Because I don't want them to think that this is what I do. Okay. Even though I think it looks good. Right. It's just not the thing that I want to be known for. Right. Even now, like, my portfolio that I show people now, like, it doesn't even have my, my college stuff in it anymore because I don't want to... The way I'm pivoting my career going forward is different. Where I'm right. trying to focus more so on like branding and like packaging. So the cool things I did then are no longer relevant to this day for myself. Okay. So what do you do with those projects then? You don't, they don't see the light of day anywhere from you no more. Nah, they just okay. They're, they're over here. <laughs> okay. In my book behind my couch, you know. But okay. I mean, like it's you know the files exist and everything, but more so just like in that 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 tone of having the work you you show, showing the work you want to do. Okay. See, I, I agree with that. I do I also think that great work is great work, right? So I have, there's a college project I did I love still. Yeah. It's like an infographic thing. It still shows up in a bunch of stuff I did. Yeah. It's a, um, just like a giant infographic I did. I love it. I have a five-foot poster of it at my house. Um, again, I think there can be a, there can be a time where you capture and you complete some great work. And yeah. it might not be the, I don't want to, like I said, I don't want to do giant infographics yeah. for yeah, stuff yeah. right now, but I think like it's just a, it's a it's super dope. solid project. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, I'm holding on to this. People need to see it. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody going to see this infographic. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it still shows up. Yeah. And so I guess I wanted to segue a little way, a little bit away from the work and going back into that conversation of like networking. Yes. And 
so the reason why I bring it up is because it's something that I don't know how. Maybe it's because like my military experience right. and being forced into uncomfortable situations. Okay. <laughs> where I feel like I just thrive in like networking environments. Okay. But not everybody does thrive in networking environments. Right. And I remember in college there was a a classmate of mine, or it was, it was actually an upperclassman, and I was trying to push him to go to this networking event. It's like, yo, you know, everybody's going to this thing. You should come along. And he sent me this long message about anxiety mm-hmm. and, you know, being uncomfortable, you know, in environments where people are, you know, forced to talk to each other. Right. And it kind of made me think more about, like, you know, what is that person that deals with that? Like, how do they network, you know? Right. That's tough. Cause I, and that, my thing is also, again, like, in Minnesota, um, because I know that um, a lot of students are like, there's not a huge black design population here in Minnesota. So when you go to things, you might be the only black designer and stuff too. I know yeah. that can be uncomfortable for some people too who haven't been in those spaces, especially coming from if you are living in the city or like you're in St. Paul or Minneapolis and you're a black student going to now a white, a predominantly white university and now yeah. you're going to in a predominantly white field and going to predominantly white um, meet or networking events and stuff like yeah. that. And it might be tough for you as a 18, 19 year old to go now network with whoever in these kind of white spaces that you aren't used to too so i know that that was really difficult for me um coming up and going to this, these spaces and you the thing is like you kind of just force yourself into it you kind of just get into those spaces yeah be, like i said be you got to get comfortable being uncomfortable at a, at a certain point because yeah. these are the people you're going to be working with you're going to be networking with you're going to be seeing these people at the same events so i kind of just went all in on that stuff too right so yeah um you join join aiga i kind of got into the events and then started being on committees and yeah. then going all in with that kind of stuff then too because um and then when you're meeting people at in these smaller kind of settings at a committee meeting or yeah. kind of a one-on-one then you kind of meet now you got a, a partner. So when you show up at the next kind of larger thing, yeah. like here's a person I can go talk to. I know this person over here. I know this person over there. Yeah. Because like you said, meeting and coming to a space where there's 50 people who you don't know. But if you're at a smaller thing and you know like three of these people, now these three people are at this 50 person event. Yeah. You can make yourself a little bit more comfortable too. So, yeah. I'm yeah. glad you say that because like that's the advice that I gave um, the guy that reached out to me with this, okay. this long message about anxiety. And I was forced to think back like what did I do to be more comfortable in those spaces. Right. And I think that's building micro relationships mm, and mm-hmm. smaller environments over time. Right. Where, you know, Design Camp, I don't know, the first one I went to was like 2015, I think. Design Camp's I literally didn't know anyone there, minus like my, my classmates from school. Right. And then fast forward to last year, I was like the MC of Design Camp, you know? <laughs> right. And so, like, it's weird that one day you don't know anybody, but through all those like smaller interactions yep. and getting to know people individually, that you go in one year and you just know everybody there, yep. you know? And I, that was the advice I gave him is to reach out to individuals prior to, like, if it's uh, a networking event at this agency, try to find somebody there that you know mm-hmm. first and, like, mm-hmm. set up a meeting, like, an actual conversation with that person prior to even going to this place. Right. So now you're going with the intention to talk to somebody that you already, like, know in a way. Right. And naturally, people in environments like that are so quick to, not so quick, but they want you to meet other people too. Yeah. So when you come up to me and I'm, we're talking like, oh, you know, yeah, I remember you from, you know, back then, blah, blah, blah. This is Calvin and Calvin, you know, works here, blah, blah, blah. And then that kind of like naturally spirals you into this thing of meeting yep. all these different people. Yeah. Like you said, you're like, this person works here. He worked there. Or you went to school here. You went to school here. Or you got this interest. You got the similar interest. And people going to start, they'll start making the networking for you and making the connections for you. So yeah. you don't have to start, you don't have to do the heavy lifting yourself, like trying to go around and meet 
every individual yourself someone else will put you in connection with somebody else and then put you in connection with somebody else and then yeah in a, in a, in a little bit you'll probably like i said you'll walk into these rooms you'll know most of the people or have some kind of connection to those people too it's basically like the real life linkedin like you're probably like one or two degrees away from everybody in this room too, yeah so, yeah and then so you go into this environment and you meet all these people and people are changing business cards left and right and adding you on linkedin you, business cards what year is this 2010 i don't know i don't <laughs> i don't have a business card at all anymore and right. i always apologize for it when i'm in public i'm like oh damn i don't have a business card on me right uh, i always do the one too you always do the little pack your pockets though you're like and oh, i ain't touched a business card in years but yeah you know after you exchange contact info however that is like what's like what's the next step? Do you just like wait till you know I'm graduating now? So let's should I reach out to this person and ask them for a job or how does that work? I would say no. I know like um I've met a number of students throughout the years and the ones who you really remember are the ones who like make like you make a, a real connection with them in person. Yeah, and they kind of follow up with you on LinkedIn or social media and they kind of reach back out and it's like, well, you want to join my social networks and stuff like that? And you yeah. Like, now you know this person in these social media spaces too as in real life and stuff like that so you can kind of like you said you start seeing them pop up and making comments on your stuff so yeah that you know that this is a real person who like tr- is trying to make an actual genuine engagement with you and not just like a quick meet and greet and trying to get something out of you type of stuff too so yeah. yeah yeah i like the word you use of authentic you know yeah building an authentic relationship and i think in the, the world we live in everything always seems to be so transactional at times yes like, what's your angle you know like why are you yeah. talking to me right now you know <laughs> yeah. and to kind of get rid of that transactional part of it yes. and be more interested in people people for being people, you yep. know? Like, yeah, I know you're a CD at this place, but, like, like what do you listen to? You know, like, what do you like yep. to do for fun? You know, like, what are the other things besides the actual work? Because we spend so much time talking about that work anyways. Yep. And, like, so when I say I build an authentic relationship and after you make that, uh, what do you call it, transfer the, you know, whether you're... Um, connected on Instagram or connected on LinkedIn to have that follow-up conversation of like, hey, Calvin, it was really nice to meet you last night. Um, You know, hope, you know, everything went well for you or whatever, blah, blah. We'd love to stay in contact going forward. Yeah. And that's like, you know, that's 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 good enough. And then following up on that, you know, um, you know, let's say a month later, whatever it is, you're in school and you're trying to do whatever. To follow up with that, if it's either with the ask of like, hey, you know, I'm working on this project right now and I would love your feedback on this thing. Yeah. Or if it's, you know, I am interested in looking for an internship in this space here. Do you happen to know anybody that is potentially hiring right now? Yeah. And so just uh, keeping those touch points there. And I, I came across this thing from Chris Doe from the future recently. Okay. That was really intelligent. I never really thought of it, but I think I've done it naturally. Okay. Is because we are all connected via social media right now. And companies are constantly sharing their messages and sharing their projects and everything like that. He said to, you know, when your dream job posts on LinkedIn about something they're working on or whatever, go in there and comment some, like, feedback with some substance on that thing, you Mm -hmm. know? If it's on the type treatment, if it's on the color usage, if it's on the way they treated images, but, like, comment on that, that thing and do that consistently maybe that's not 10 times a day right maybe that's like once every other week or once every three weeks and right. like just to stay relevant in that company's mind right that this person is paying attention and they are giving us like adequate like, you know feedback on the things that we're doing right and that in junction or in um in uh collaboration with like your schoolwork that you're doing there yeah you're continuously networking all that stuff is going to 
build this perfect storm for when you do, you know, apply for that internship. Yeah. And they see Jane Doe's name pops up. Yeah. And says, oh, you know, that's the one that was on LinkedIn talking about this thing. Right. Let's just look at her portfolio. Yeah. And they look at her portfolio and they're like, oh, you know, I remember her sending this project to me and giving her feedback. And I gave her that feedback and she made those changes. Yeah. And now it's like she's more of a shoe in than this person from wherever that has also a kick ass portfolio with some cool things. But they don't know that person's person, you know? Yeah. I think. um so you and I volunteered and went and reviewed portfolios yeah. at the U once. Um, and there were some students who reached out and they did exactly that, like on LinkedIn. Yeah. And like I said, I can recall those students' names right now in my in my head. And I can like if I see them, I would know who they are on the street. And there was like a class of what, thirty yeah. individuals. Three people I could call out right now though who yeah. could follow it up and I and they if they needed something or had me review something, I would know who they are right now because they did that kind of due diligence of like yeah. going back. And starting a conversation and commenting on stuff and reaching back out. It's like once the, we gave feedback on a, some a project, they didn't just leave it at that. They had an additional like I made some tweaks based on what you guys said in that meeting. And like here's yeah. some stuff now. And like I said, they really kind of put in the work to kind of build a relationship. Yeah. And I feel, I feel like they kind of step above some of the students who like in a class of like 30 individuals who kind of really stood out and made a real connection with me, too. So, yeah, yeah I think it works. Yeah, no, that's really valuable. And I yeah, I remember that exact same thing. Or that that time too, and like they had reached out to me and like asked for some stuff, but I also remember me not getting back to some people here and there. Okay, um, not intentionally at all, but more so just life and work and everything right. and getting busy. So what I wanted to add to that is, if you are reaching out to somebody and you're asking for that feedback for your work, and you send that email to Calvin, and two weeks goes by and he hasn't gotten back to you yet, bother him. You know, reach back out <laughs> right. to him. Yep. You know, tell him again, like. Hey, you know, I just wanted to make sure you saw my email, blah, 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 because in my or at least in my life, my priority isn't to always, especially when like during like my work time, like yes. that's allocated to the work that I'm working on and projects yeah. can, you know, vary in, at times. And so my party isn't that email at that time. Yeah. And I have every intention to get back to it. And I may not. So if I see it pop up again, like, you know, Jane Doe reach out again about this thing. I'm most definitely like, oh, like, so sorry about that, whatever. Like, let's have a time and get something in the calendar. Yeah. Um, so just like to have that um, that courtesy to like know that they're not ignoring you or neglecting you. They just have other things going on, and it's not like a double texting thing where like you're gonna bother them. <laughs> yeah. You know, do it again. It's real talk too, because I, I like you said my priorities are they shift throughout the day, right? So if someone says and I like I can't get to that email right now, it might just fall off my radar, and I I might just forget about it. Um, but it's not intentional or like I said, if you want to follow back up with someone, that's, I think that's a great thing to do. Um, I can't, I had a story about that. I can't remember, but, um, I think DJ Khaled, like he, yeah. if you, he's like notorious for it in the industry. Like if you say, I'm going to do a thing with you, DJ Khaled, yeah. he is on you. Yeah. <laughs> We're doing a song together. He's like, he does like, yeah. he doesn't take like Hollywood talk. If you say a thing to him, he's like. Your word is your bond type of yeah. stuff. If you say a thing, you say a thing. You meant yeah. a thing, too. I'm get so. you on the track. Right. Yeah. So, like I said, I, I feel the same way. If you say a thing, like, oh, reach back out to me. I'll take that for real, then. You, yeah. you really meant it, then. So, I'm going to follow up with you. I'm going to follow up with you. Like, some people, your word got to mean something, too. So, yeah. people will reach out to you if you say a thing, too. So, yeah. Don't don't feel like um, people aren't trying to get at you. Because I, I just be that person, too. Like, um, again, when I was in school, you kind of grew up a certain kind of way. You feel a certain kind of way. Yeah. Um, so, when someone says... They don't hear you don't hear back from like mm, forget you too then type of yeah. stuff and you're like oh this dude think you're trying to big time me it's yeah. not that they're not trying to big time you or play you off to the side people just get busy and I would say reach back out to him because I, I yeah I used to be tight like oh this dude uh, got a little 
uh, communication arts, not too big to reach out to people. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> not too big to reach out to people. Right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I, I, I guess with the, like this conversation about schooling and preparing yourself for, you know, whatever you want to do for yourself after that year of education, going back into senior year, are there any other skills that you think that seniors should be working on besides their design work and networking? Um, so I, we talked about networking, meeting people. We talked about design working, your portfolio polished up. Um, For myself, the one I think of right away that I had a hard time with earlier in college is communication about my work and talking mm, about my work. Okay. Because I think a lot of times as designers, we spend so much time of doing the work mm-hmm. and talking with other designers about our work where we are now in front of maybe like a art director or a writer that's not really familiar with like type treatment or like font usage or color theory. Mm-hmm. And you're forced to talk to them about, you know, this thing. And you're just assuming that like, they just know that these are complementary colors and they just know <laughs> that this font is, you know, modern enough. And like, they just know these things, right. but they don't sometimes like they right. don't. And even if they do know these things, I guarantee you, they want you to tell you like the why. Why'd you even do this yes, thing? You know, yes. Why does this project even exist? Yeah. Why did you decide to use this green for this, you know, health company? Why'd you decide to make social ads for your deliverables and not, you know, billboards for your deliverables? I, th- I think that's the big one. I think again, like you said, you can talk about the design of it, but then like knowing the kind of the overall strategy of like you said, why um, social media and not billboards. What, yeah. is the, what are the kind of the end goals of this? What are you looking for? for who's the audience for this type of stuff? Like yeah. that kind of stuff that really gets to it. Because everybody can talk about color and you can kind of finesse your way through some of that and yeah. some type type of talk. But like getting down to the nitty gritty of like strategy and creative direction and that kind of stuff. And the, yeah. the why about some stuff. I think that's the real thing. Yeah. yeah. That question literally changed my <laughs> like my life as a creative. Okay. It's like the why. Yeah. Like why are you doing any of these things? Yes. And it, I think that... I could have gone through any interview and have just one project that has a really strong why of like why things are in existence mm-hmm. and why I made design decisions and like that alone could get you a job in like the right place if your why is strong enough. Yes. And it can even help you in situations where, you know, if I look at this thing and like I don't like it, it the taste it seems it's poor taste, it's bad color usage, it's bad type treatments, it's bad photography, it's bad everything in my opinion. But if you can get in here and tell me the why yep. and have all that stuff make sense, I you just change my mind of your project. Mm-hmm. And I see it now from like your perspective of like, oh, I probably would have done this thing differently, but I can see how you came to that conclusion. Yep. And that alone will help you so much in your career. Yep. That is a big part of the stuff like when um, I've reviewed work in the past and kind of continue to review work now. It's like, I might do some things differently, but if you can tell me why you did the things you did or why those things um, address the creative brief, then we're good to go. Like I said, maybe I might not have used this font or done this kind of image direction or use, again, this whole layout might be different. Yeah. But again, you are addressing what the creative brief was and you can you can back up your work. I yeah. I but applaud you for that. Yeah. yeah. And I think a good, good way to practice that is when talking about your work with other designers or other creatives. Yeah. It's to go through that why. Um, when we are in college, we always, we we do the entire process documentation throughout the duration of the project. Okay. Example, we have four weeks to do this project. This is the creative brief. 
And so week one, we do our research and we show the class like, hey, we did this research and blah, blah, blah. You know, week two, we show our initial sketches. So we show the class like, you know, this is our sketches. And week three, we do this, blah, blah, blah. And then week four, it's like final day and like, here's our final work. Mm-hmm. And we just have four weeks to explain that project to our class. But we're not going to have four weeks to explain that <laughs> to, to Calvin in the elevator, you know? <laughs> and so when you are in that final thing with, you know, with your class or talking with people, explain that why thoroughly yep. and concisely as much as, you, as, as best as you can. Yep. And so to think of it, um, there's a, I forget the book. I probably actually even have it down here. It's a, uh, Telling your brand, it's like a, it's like brand storytelling. Okay, I forget the name. Uh, it's something around like story branding or something like that. Okay, but essentially it's like building a story around your brand and telling that as a story. So the thing of a project is, this brand you just did for this made up company. Is there a way you can turn that into a story that you can remember that you can always tell that story to a person when going through this project? Yep, and that will help you tell that story more concisely. Instead of like, I chose this color for this reason and this for that reason, and this is the type I used, and I did, you know, TikTok ads because of this, blah, 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 and I'll see you later, Calvin. If you can, like, tell that in a storytelling way and make it seem like a Disney, Pixar, flip, whatever it is, that's going to be, that could change, I don't know, I wish we would have spent more time on that when I was in college about how do you tell that story of your work. Yeah, because it's a big thing, right? So we had... um the team's been presenting stuff all week for this large conference we're getting ready for. Yeah. Um, and like you said, the thing that y'all did over that four weeks is the thing that the team has been working on for this last week. Yeah. And now they've been presenting this to different um, tiers within the organization. So we've been doing this to VPs and the SVPs yeah. and the CMOs and stuff like that as we prep. And it's, it's like telling this story over and over and over and over again to it's like super fine tuned. You got this bad boy down into a 15 minute presentation. And again, like you said, That'd be it'd have been huge to have learned that kind of stuff in school because that's a huge part of what your job is as a designer and as a working professional is because like telling that story and getting these concepts down and people to buy in and it's a 15 20 minute presentation too. So, yeah, yeah, and I think it's so valuable for like young designers because I think we just get into this place of we get so set on the work and we're making all these decisions from our laptop and we're just here. So, then one day when it does go into the real world. We just assume that everybody around us like knows yes. why we decided to to go with you know a bus instead of a train for this thing. Yeah. But no one actually knows. Like I I've been in situations like why didn't you like it seems like the low hanging fruit is to like do apparel and it's like well apparel in this demographic of people like they wouldn't even touch a right. t shirt because they're more so in sustainability and like you know yep. using these things. So I thought it was best to go with like, a water bottle. Yeah. And it's like oh like that makes sense to me now. And I think that's just like where I'm trying to get to is like if you are working on these projects and you do have an idea of like this company I want to work for and you are doing your networking thing, think back to like the why you're creating those things. And when you're going through that process of creating that work to remember that, remember that process and remember to tell that story when talking to potential employers or when you're networking and somebody says like, you got a project you want to show me right now? Yeah. Had that shit loaded up on your phone? Like, <laughs> right. yeah, so this is this thing, blah, 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 yep. blah, 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 whatever it is. And they can like, oh, like, you know, I see that. Yep. And yeah, I have to see it's like a really valuable skill to have. It is, yeah. Like I said, this team's been doing it all week. I, I didn't even think about it. Like I said, as a skill that you would learn in school. But yeah, it is, yes, it is a thing that you do as a working designer all of the time is getting people to buy into the work that you present too. So, yeah. Yeah. And especially like if you can 
talk about your work in front of a group of people. And that's a, that's a whole other episode. Whole other, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but, I mean, I think practicing at that uh, level with, like, you know, one other person or, you know, with uh, classmates yeah. can help prepare you for that level when you are in a meeting and you have, like, your CFO here and your CEO and your CD and other ADs and the writers and everything. And you have to go through this project you've been working on for the last two weeks or yeah. whatever. And tell them, like, oh, why this is so amazing, why this is so great, and, like, why this makes sense to them. Yeah. And... Yeah, and to get, I, I, I got to a place where I got to that place and I didn't know how to do that efficiently, you know? Mm, okay. I remember, like, my first, like, client call and having to, like, explain a, a presentation mm, over the phone. Okay. And I fell in that situation where, like, I had just assumed, like, I mean, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't say it out loud that they assumed, but, like, internally, I just assumed that people just know these things. Right. And I'm just like, yeah, it's red, you know, and that's black, you know? <laughs> and this is that, you know, and this is that, and like, what y'all think, right? And this, and they had, they literally had all this feedback for me, like, you know, <laughs> this is this, this is that, blah blah. And if you can just go back to like, what's the problem? How do yep. you solve that problem? And tell that creatively. Yep. I would also say, even if you're doing, if you write this stuff down too, so when you're making presentation boards, because this is the thing that again we're trying to bring the team back to doing what we put together presentations right yeah. so you put together what are the objectives what are the challenges and kind of what are the kind of things you're trying to tackle throughout this with the creative work that you're doing and then for each of those concepts putting together like this is what this one addresses this is what this one yeah. addresses this is what this one addresses these are things that we're trying to have the team do so again like you said when i'm when we're on call presenting like we kind of tee it up as a creative director like i said i want the team i want my design team to kind of talk through the stuff so you tee things up like this is what the overall challenge with this is we kind of address and now designers talk about what the solutions yeah. were you presented and like i said at least having something written down if, like i said even if you don't have that actual slide in your presentation use that at least done that you've done the work of that to think through that process when yeah. talking through stuff so you aren't caught off guard of like this one is the blue one yeah so, you gotta have more <laughs> Y'all wanna see it in red right <laughs> so, yeah yeah we try to make sure that the team is like again putting all this kind of stuff up fronts again so you know who the audience is and then you talk about and creating a design rationale around why you did what you did too so it is it's a huge skill like yeah and i don't yeah i don't think we ever ever did it in school i think it is a big thing that you kind of learn on the job though too so, yeah 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 and i think just getting away from the idea of creating dope stuff for the sake of creating dope stuff yes. which it's like i want to do right now because i'm trying to tired of like solving problems yeah because so design exists to solve problems right art exists to to be like it's art you know it's yep. creative ventures but when you're designing something, you're trying to solve an issue. And if you can always keep that in mind whenever you're doing something, um, I think that it will set the foundation for a dope project that actually makes sense, that can be presented to a potential employer or a potential client that could earn you an opportunity to you know, do more work like that or a job or whatever it is. Yes, I agree. Yeah. Um, is there any, like, any final parting words that you want to add to any of this? Um, I would say also have fun in school. School is going to be your... Not to say not your last real chance, but it lets you, uh, you have the freedom to kind of do whatever you want. Like uh, we said earlier, you can kind of create those, your own projects to, to address some stuff that you aren't doing in school. That's not a school project, but you want to do something that talks to the client or place you want to work. So have fun with the work that you're doing and just do, and just have some freedom and do some stuff too. So, yeah. Yeah. And I guess like, that was the same thing for me too. Um, yeah. Take that time to experiment take yes. those chances. Do something that really is valuable to you because no matter what company you end up at, I guarantee you that first project they don't put you on is not going to be the best thing you ever worked on or the <laughs> thing that's most dear to your heart. So 
right now take those chances you know do something in the sporting industry do something music related yep. do some you know some exploration just do something that is not you know the norm right now so agree but that's another one in the books uh, we love y'all uh, we appreciate y'all I'll see y'all soon make sure y'all check us out on Instagram at under underscore represented stay tuned for more things going forward and see y'all later we'll see y'all